And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Nori back with Katie Beecher. Katie, how do you receive your psychic information? I receive it in all ways possible. So when I first started, um, it was more like um, body feelings and then kind of just knowing things in my head. And the longer that I have done this, so I really, I really recommend that people um, explore their abilities and, you know, take classes and, um, and you can do a lot of work at home too um, on your own, but I am able to feel things in my body. So physical things. Um, I often see scenes or pictures of people um, or settings in my head. Um, I hear voices in my head. Um, Sometimes I'm able to see um, spirits and things if they're in the room. Um, I sometimes smell things like, you know, tobacco smoke or or something like that or mold or stuff like that. Um, And, um, yeah, I think all the ways that I can possibly think of, I'm pretty lucky. What do you think you're tapping into? What is out there? I guess I try to understand that myself and I definitely believe that my guides some of my guides are you know relatives that have passed so like my grandmother and my mom um I think that there's a a universal energy field um you can look at it as you know quantum physics you can look at it as collective unconscious but kind of this energy field that we're all tapped into from the beginning of time um and that includes some genetics and also, you know, God, um, love, um, you can tap into evil as well. But I also, when I'm doing the readings, I tap into other people's guides um, and their pets and, and things like that. So I wish I could actually explain that. I don't know if anybody has an answer for it exactly. But, um, but yeah, I just feel like it's this universal kind of energy force connected with love and God. Does the information come to you like telepathy? Yeah, um, I definitely do pick up on other people's thoughts and feelings and often know what people are going to say, you know, before they say it. Um, so that is that is one way that it comes to me. I had Uri Geller on Friday night, and uh, he's the mentalist. You know him. Yeah. And uh, he apparently had a UFO encounter when he was younger that I think Ooh. changed his life. He doesn't like to talk about it too much. But uh, it had a profound effect on him. Nothing like that happened to you? Not, well, not that I'm aware of. Um, I mean, there's certainly, I certainly do believe in aliens. I think it's kind of arrogant not to believe in, you know, life beyond our planet. Right. So no one who has identified themselves as an alien that I'm aware of, uh, but who knows? Who knows indeed. That's true. Now, what do you say about people trying to treat symptoms? What do you treat? The body, the mind? I know you're not a doctor. Right. So don't right. say cure, but, I mean, what do you do? Right. So um, I, I get a look at, you know, the whole body, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Um, if I hear, if my guides tell me maybe about different exercises that people can do, um, maybe for, you know, tight hip flexors or sciatic or things like that, um, I'll bring up those exercises. Um, I talk about possibly some helpful herbs, although they all everything has side effects. 
So, you know, you do have to be careful whatever you put into your body. And I'm not a huge fan of self-treating because I think sometimes we can go too far and, and without, you know, guidance from, from a professional, that can be um, a little tricky. But I do pick up things about certain herbs that can be helpful, um, hormones, for sure, um, things like nutritional supplements. You know, again, recommend sure. people check with their doctors and things. Um and a lot of, um, you know, like different emotional types of therapies. Um, I help people connect to their intuition and their bodies, which is really important because especially if you had trauma or illness or loss, a lot of us walk around kind of not in our body, you know, between this world and the other world. And that's a normal escape. It's a healthy, um, you know, coping mechanism but if we're over there all the time and not in our bodies, then it's really hard to heal because you can't hear the signals from your body, you know, what you need to do for it. Um, you can't be present. Um, you know, you can't be grounded. So we work on that sort of thing. And, um, and also really practical things. Like I like people to leave my readings with practical, actionable things that they can do. So even if they've been in this horrible relationship forever, um, instead of thinking of it as this overwhelming thing that, like, you know, I need to get a divorce tomorrow, that's not going to work. But it's like, what things can you do today? So can you potentially talk to a lawyer? Um, can you look at, you know, other possible jobs? Just look. You don't have to change. So, you know, trying to think about, like, actionable things people can do to feel like they're moving forward and they don't have to be so afraid. All right, well, let's start with the calls. Let's go west of the Rockies. Christy is with us from Los Angeles, and she is 44 years old. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the program. Hi, George. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much. And what would your question be, Christy? Well, um, I related to you, Katie, on so many levels, and um, I just, I I guess I'll keep it short and just ask a a normal question, which is I'm focusing on work, and I just wanted to see if anything in the love life is uh, coming up. But I just want to also thank you for everything you said, because honestly, um, everything you did say I relate to on so many levels, on very deep levels. So thank you for that. Work, oh, work in relationship, Katie. Okay. No, I'm very glad. Um, so... One thing I'm hearing is that there's there's a lot of feelings there and that you're afraid to feel things. Um, you're afraid to feel the uncomfortableness and the pain. Like you may think you're feeling it, but it feels very surface. And to go deep into your body, um, work on some mindfulness so that you can actually feel like, why is this making me miserable? Um, what do I need? from a relationship? What do I need from this relationship? Um, how are, how am I being treated? Like, what are the things that really, really upset me? And for, especially for work too, I'm hearing that you don't feel fulfilled. You know, it's again, kind of surfacey um, that you would like to be doing something more spiritually and emotionally related. Um, does that resonate with you? I would be so open to it. I'm just, like I said, putting the puzzle pieces together of, of so many 
things and on that spiritual journey uh, right now. But yes, uh, I just don't know how I would even get there because everything is so fresh, I guess, with this spiritual spiritual journey part of, of just really accepting that the empath and really trying to grasp onto that, I guess. Um, I don't even know how I would go upon it. I don't think that's up, Katie, that's not your bailwick, is it? No, I mean, it kind of is. Um, so, I mean, do you, do you actually help people get through that pathway? Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love doing that. Um, where I would start, my dear, is, first of all, taking it one step at a time. Um, I would start by working on connecting with your intuition. And my favorite way, and this is something that saved my life that everybody can benefit from, um, and the steps are in my book, so I'll just do a quickie. But to write, physically write out, like a question or your thoughts or feelings, and direct it to your intuition, ask about anything, um, and then see what you get back. Just allow it to happen. Don't judge it. Don't fear it. Just see what you hear back, and then write back to it, and have a written conversation with it. And don't worry about if it's your intuition or what's in your head, because you're smart too. But just start with centering yourself and connecting with your intuition without expectations um, and just see what comes up for you. And I feel like that's a great place to feel, starting to feel guided and safe and have some support from within yourself. Great. Thanks, Christy. Hope it works out for you. How do people know when they take your information, how do they know how to apply it to make it work? Well, I guess you don't, do you? <laughs> that's, some of the, that's some of the fear, right? Um, so I actively work with people on let's try this now, you know, see how it feels for you. Um, I give people so much information that so much, sometimes it's overwhelming and they don't really know, you know, where to start. But um, I love it when people try my techniques and try my suggestions and then, you know, send me an email, um, get back to me. And people are like, wow, that really worked. I didn't think it would. Um, I'm really feeling changes and, and sometimes you don't even realize you're changing, um, or that things are working. So you kind of just have to keep at it and do what feels right, you know, for you. Sure. Let's go to Scott in Charlotte, North Carolina, 54 years old. Scotty, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, George. Hi, Katie. Uh, a little over a year ago, a good long time friend of mine suddenly cut me out of their life without any explanation at all. And I was just curious if you could... I'm just curious about the behind the scenes, like what happened, what's happening now, like will we be friends again? Like I just have this big question mark of what happened. It was just so sudden. So the first thing I'm hearing is it had nothing to do with you, um, that your friend is going through, um, you know, their own their own stuff. Um, so try not to take it personally and – you can, it may help you to kind of examine, like, is there anything that I did or could have done or whatever, just to help yourself feel better. But I don't think that's the issue. I think that they're going through a lot of stuff on their own. Um, I feel like they're having a spiritual crisis. They're going through things that they don't think they can talk to anyone about and maybe some like depression and anxiety. And I feel like that person was isolating themselves um, through no fault of your own, but they exactly. just didn't you know, feel comfortable um, talking to anybody about it. I do feel like, 
I don't know. I mean, I was going to say I feel like you guys could reconnect, and you definitely could. Um, and I think I would give it a try at some point. Um, but if you don't get a favorable response, then maybe this person just isn't aligned with you anymore. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a blessing. Um, but don't hold on to that hurt. I mean, it's hard, but it's not, it really isn't about you. They're, they're really hurting. So try to have like some compassion for them, which I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm not saying you don't, but. How much of this kitty is out of our control? Wow. We certainly cannot control other people. That is a hundred percent for sure. And the sooner that we accept that, um, the better off we'll be. And a lot of bad relationships happen because other people have problems and you're trying to fix them or you feel their pain and you think it's yours. So you try to fix or your coping mechanism in your family was that you had to fix everybody and that was your role. So you had to push yourself aside. Um, so we tend to waste a lot of time trying to fix other people when one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from someone who said pain might be someone else's greatest teacher. And if you try to get in the way of that and interfere, you might be doing them a disservice. Interesting. Next up, we go to our wild card line, Michelle in Buffalo, New York, 60 years old. Hello, Michelle. Yes. Good morning. I'm calling because I've been in a relationship for the past four months now, and my women's intuition tells me that there is another woman in his life. Uh When there's there's missing time and he's telling me where he was or what he was doing, I'm just listening and thinking to myself, no, no, that's not quite what you were doing. what's, What's the psychic realm say about that one, Katie? I'm hearing that that you are right on multiple levels and that it goes even deeper than another, than other people. Cause I just feel like he's not faithful in general and that he is telling you one thing, like in telling you one thing and doing another, but it's also about just not really being committed to you and not being and a lot of narcissism um, I'm picking up. And that he's just not there for you. And you're sort of in the position of, well, you know, I've been doing this for four months and it's kind of the devil I know. And, you know, dating sucks and it's really hard to get out there. Um, But really examine for yourself. If you're picking up all these red flags, um, why are you still in it? What are you getting out of it? And what is keeping you from... um, Maybe and maybe you have tried to confront him and he's denied it. I feel like that's happened. Um, but you know what's keeping you in this? And think about ways that you can choose yourself um, and do self care and send yourself love, so that you won't need to be attached to this kind of negative, very alluring energy. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It does to me. <laughs> Interesting take. When you get these feelings, I mean. What's coming into you when when this is happening? Some of it's words in my head. Some of it's just a feeling um, like I just saw the word narcissism, you know, in my head. Um, I felt like I just, my guides were basically like, this guy is, I saw him underneath her. That was my symbolism of him being kind of in the underground and 
um, not being able to reveal his true self. And so she was kind of up above and he was, you know, underneath doing things that were not, were not above board is a great way to say it. So sometimes um, I see a lot of symbolism and then I have to try and interpret what my guys are trying to say. All right, let's take one more call before the break. Let's go to Vicki in Missouri, 61 years old. Hey, Vicki, welcome. Hi, I'm just looking for Hi. love and marriage. I want to find my two loves. And if I have any message from my spirit guys, and I'm laying here with my cat, Mojo. <laughs> Mojo. Uh, <laughs> love, and, love and marriage. What's on the horizon? And we've got two minutes left. Sure. Um, so I'm hearing to go out and do some things that make you happy. Um, do some things you've never done before. Um, you're looking so hard that that is your quest. Um, instead of doing things that make you happy, that I feel like you're going to meet people when it's, when you least expect it. And it's going to be through just things that you enjoy. So finding people with mutual interest um, and that when you stop looking, um, that's when you're going to find someone and also feel really good about yourself so that you're exuding that loving, positive energy. When you get these feelings, what's the first thing that you grab? What comes in? Is it like remote viewing, Katie? Yes, yes, yes. It is remote viewing. Um, there's definitely some of that. Um, a lot of things come at me all at the same time. So I often have to say to my guys, okay, hang on. I can't, you know, say all of those things at the same time. So I'm actually sitting here when I'm talking, I'm actually writing stuff down because um, I do get a lot of things at once. So I have to kind of figure out what is the loudest voice. And sometimes I will see the word or the scene um, predominantly. And then some other stuff is like fainter. So the louder stuff, if you will, is the stuff that I usually say first. And then if I keep hearing the other softer stuff, then I'm like, okay, I know I need to say that. What are some of the things you post on Instagram? Well, um, my latest post is a really important one. It's about how no matter how many medical treatments, herbs, exercise, diet, energy, healing, all the things which are important, you can do all that stuff all day long. But without self-love and self-acceptance, um, it's really, really, really hard to heal. And that's one of the messages that I've heard the loudest um, ever since I started my recovery journey. All right. We're going to come back in just a moment and take final calls with Katie Beecher right here on Coast to Coast. And again, her book is called Heal from Within, her website linked up at coasttocoastam.com. And welcome back. Our final segment with Katie Beecher, and we'll take your calls as well. Katie, are some people afraid to connect with their intuition and spiritual abilities? They're going to maybe um, open themselves up to negativity or evil. Um, they overthink the process and they think, like, what if I do it wrong? What if I listen and then I make a mistake and screw up my life? Um a lot of what happens is that when we listen to our intuition, um, it's often because we're having a problem um, and want some answers. And those answers can be really scary and mean a lot of change. And even if you kind of know, you know, I really hate my job and I really need to get out of it. Um, the scary part is like, what do I do? And where do I go? And what if I have to move? And there's, and there's all these, you know, things, what if I make less money? And so, the resistance to listening um, is often because you know it means change um, and also possibly having different relationships with people. 
Let's go to the calls. Let's go east of the Rockies. Keith is with us in Ohio, 65 years old. Welcome to the show. Hi, Keith. Hi, George. Hi, Katie. Yes. Um, Katie, I am blind, and I just wanted just to get an idea because I get bored easily and always want more to do and even perhaps to go back to work. Even though I'm disabled, I can still use my voice. I used to work in broadcasting, <laughs> and I know I've spoken with George before, and I love being in the field and the media and so I want to get your perspective of what you see, please. Well, one thing I would say is I would not refer to myself as disabled um, just because it's very limiting and it makes you kind of focus on the negative and the scary. And you sound like a pretty um, um, not I don't even know how to phrase it, but you just sound like you, you really have your act together and you have so much going for you and you have so many strengths. And so to be able to focus on those instead of, well, there's so many jobs that need sight or whatever. Um, and I also, I really love the fact that there's so many online opportunities now and you don't necessarily have to go into an office. So I would take a look at that, look at your strengths. Um, I don't know if you've been on sites like Fiverr before but it's kind of like freelance things and you sort of, you know, make your pitch and, and you put in what you're good at and what you'd like to do. And then people can hire you from there. Um, so turn it around and make it. So this is what I want to be doing. This is what I'm going to put out there and I'm going to create my own job, my own opportunity. It sounds like his disability of blindness doesn't really hold him back. That's what I was picking up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Keith. Good luck. He's got a great radio voice, too, by the way. I know. Next up, we're going to Portland, Oregon. Elena's with us, 80 years old. Hello, Elena. Hi. Um, I just want to know if maybe you know something or feel something about my... I have balance problems and my feet and legs are just not working like they should. So some medical issues here. Catherine. I'm sorry. I after you said balance, I didn't hear what you said after that. Oh, I just have feet. And I have osteoporosis and osteoarthritis, and my I don't know. Recently, my feet just don't do what I want them to do. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so one of the things that I'm the first thing I heard was circulation. Um, so look and, at and balance issues. And right, right. No, so and that can also come into balance um, because you you need your blood to be circulating freely and the oxygen to be circulating freely and and all that kind of thing. Um, and I'm also hearing, even though it may seem counterintuitive, um, to try to get as much movement as possible. So even if there's things maybe like swimming or things that you you know seated yoga. Um, walking as much as you can in terms of, you know, not being afraid that you're going to fall over. Um, but it feels like there's so much fear. There's just an intense amount of fear. And if you think about what osteoporosis and, um, is, it's your bones not having any strength so that you don't feel supported. So I feel like looking at ways to, um, to get support, to, you know, ask for help from other people, um, 
do things that you don't think you can do, you know, reach beyond your comfort level. Um, but even around feet, like feet are about moving forward in life. So think about what's holding you back and what fears are holding you back um, and, and challenge yourself a bit on those things. And when you get to be 80, falling, that's what gets you, doesn't it, Katie? Oh, my goodness. That is for sure. And especially with something like, you know, bone loss, because then you get into hips. And so the more that you can do to strengthen your your hips and um, maybe work with a trainer on weights and, and things that you can safely do. Um, you know, I'm 58. And if I didn't vigorously exercise, my mind and body would not be in very good shape. So I could say I'm 58, I shouldn't be whatever, you know, the things are about age, but try to put age, you know, out of your mind and, um, and do things that make sense, you know, for your body. But I think strengthening um, with light weights and things and working with a trainer um, and a physical therapist, I think would be really great. She sounds like a young 80, doesn't she? She does. <laughs> let's go to Definitely. let's go next to Rosa in California, 61 years old. Hello, Rosa. Hi, how are you guys? Good to have you with us. What's your question? Oh, my question is, well, first I wanted to say I appreciate your positive contribution, you know, with the program and your guests. Always Thank wanted you. to say that. I've just been too nervous to say it. Huh. So anyway, <laughs> My question is, um, well, I'm blind too, by the way. It must be blind night. So <laughs> I was wondering if you see my um, financial situation getting any better in the near future. You're so funny. Um, okay, so um, I just have to say sometimes um, blindness or eye issues have to do with things that either we don't want to see in our lives or things that we see that we're really afraid of. So um, do things like, um, you know, be aware of it. Like, don't be afraid to look at your bills and don't be afraid to, um, to kind of, you know, confront your, your situation head on. Um, I feel like in terms of abundance, um, that you're doing really well with what you have, and that is to be commended. So give yourself credit for that and your resourcefulness, because that's amazing. Um, you feel very stable, even though there's some fear there. So concentrate on what's working, um, on what's going well in your life. And I'm hearing to, if you haven't, to look into resources um, for the blind or um, different you know, programs in your area, maybe like things for older people, but I'm hearing that there's resources out there that you're not aware of. So maybe go through, um, you know, an elderly services bureau or something like that. You don't have to pay a lawyer, um, but I'm hearing that there's resources out there that you're not available, that you're not aware of, that you can get some help with. Follow-up question, Rosa, go ahead. Oh, no, that's wonderful. I mean, I have already attended like blind center for a while and all that stuff, but I think I kind of learned more just by, like you said, just moving and doing things. I mean, I cut three cans a week of, like, my green, my bamboo in the back that we could never get rid of at my house. So awesome. even though I can't see, I use one hand to catch it with my hand and the other pruner. I manually, <laughs> and everybody goes, no way. But balancing, <laughs> that balancing thing is great that you, that you explained to that lady because even 30 seconds of balancing exercise helps me. Because anytime somebody's blind, you're always having issues like that. So, like with proprioception and things. So, and gardening is 
so healthy. I mean, it's so healthy for your mind, too. So I just absolutely love that you are out there and seeing the sun on your face. Katie, what do you recommend to people who believe they have intuitive abilities, but they just haven't mastered them yet? Well, I don't know that there's any such thing as mastering because I feel like mine are always growing, you know, and I'm always um, learning more about it. And I feel like often people will have more confidence in the intuitive information they get for others rather than themselves. Because if we listen for ourselves, that means we have to, you know, eventually act on it. Um, But one thing to remember that takes some of the fear out of it is that we always have a choice. Our intuition does not force us to do anything. And if you're listening to your intuition or hear something and it just feels overwhelming, then maybe you can say to it, like, I hear you and I know I need to do that and I'm not ignoring you. But right at this very moment, it feels overwhelming. So I promise to check in with you, you know, maybe in another day. But right now I can't. And that's okay. So you're not always going to be ready. Um, but as long as you're listening and open to things, um, that takes a lot of the pressure, you know, out of it. And you can be more open to what you hear. Where do folks get your book, Heal From Within? They can get it just about anywhere. It's at a lot of, um, you know, bookstores and things like that. The easiest place is Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, and there's links to that on my website and Instagram and all the, all the things. You take account the clients through your website? Um, yes, that's how people, if they want to book, um, go directly through my website and um, you fill out, you know, whatever information you need in terms of how we're going to communicate and your age and name. Um, and then you can pick a date on my calendar and we go from there. It's really simple. All right, Katie, thank you for being on the program again. Keep in touch with us, okay? Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Take care of yourself. And as I mentioned, we've got our live program Monday night on Coast to Coast, our Labor Day show. So make sure you're part of the program and sit back and enjoy and participate. We've got two special guests and you'll love the show. For Adam Thompson, Tom Danheiser, Dan Galanti, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean LaDesour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Tim Banal, George Knapp, and Ian Puttett. I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.